All right, welcome to the conversation, everybody. We've got a bit of a dramatic one tonight for you guys. Uh, welcome, Nina Turner, uh, as a guest this time, not a host. Um, Nina, good to have you back. Good to be back, Pink. So, Senator Nina Turner, is there anything you want to tell us today? Yes, I do. And I am running for Congress in the greater Cleveland area. <laughs> okay. Da, na, 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 na. <laughs> All right, well, game on. Uh, so, um, well, uh, obvious question is why? Uh, what makes you run this time? Well, the same thing that made me run the last time, Jink, there's a need. The people have a need. There's so much suffering that certainly has been exacerbated by this pandemic, not created by the pandemic, but exacerbated by, by the pandemic. And I believe that the people of greater Cleveland, and I'm calling it that because we don't know what the lines will ultimately look like, but the greater Cleveland district deserve uh, somebody that is a change agent and somebody that is going to fight for that change with everything that they have to change their material conditions. And that the people who are suffering the most, that being the poorest among us, so the poor, the working poor and the barely middle class definitely deserve better than what they're getting right now. Cleveland, as you know, Jink, is the poorest city of its size. And we can change that just because that is the reality today does not mean, cannot mean that it has to be the reality tomorrow. So I am running because nothing has really changed for the people of of my community. It is the reason why I ran last year. Nina, you're considered one of the leaders of the Democratic Progressive Movement. Uh, You're, of course, campaign co-chair for Bernie Sanders. and the other side is generally considered the Democratic establishment. That's the two wings of the Democratic Party. Last time you ran, the establishment said, it's okay, Nina, we don't need you. We're gonna pass Build Back Better, we're gonna pass voting rights, we're gonna pass $15 minimum wage, we're gonna pass all these things. It's okay, you don't need to push us, you don't need to be aggressive, you don't need to be a fighter. They're all gonna get done anyway. And here we are, none of them have been done. So what what conclusion does that lead you to? That people like me are needed, you know. Just as the members of the squad show just recently, I'm old enough to remember when they said, "Listen, do not separate Biff, the bipartisan infrastructure bill, from Build Back Better. If you do that, we will not get Build Back Better." And guess what? They turned. They were right. And if I were there at the time, I would have been right there with them, voting the same way because what they were doing was fighting for more for the American people not less. And that is why I run, fighting for more, the courage to ask for more. Jink, I talked about that a lot last year during the special election, the courage to ask for more. And we have to have more leaders who have the courage of their conviction in the same way that the squad did on that most pivotal pivotal decision that they had to make about the social safety net had the courage of their conviction and was willing to take the slings and the arrows, the hatred and the ridicule because they wanted more. Right, and so, and and to be clear, when when you say more, you mean more of Biden's agenda uh, because uh, voting rights is the bare minimum of any democratic agenda. So it's not like you're asking for the moon in the sky, you're just asking for more Biden's agenda. Do I have that right? You have that right. Can we get some stars in there? I mean, can we uh, make sure that the child tax credit, for example, that was touted as having can't uh, cut childhood poverty in half? 
Now, I feel like we need to go 100%, but let's just rock in the parking lot with the half. It did that. Now, all of a sudden, Jink, as you and I talk right now, it is over. It's not, it's gone. You know, we need to expand that. We need to make it permanent, the child tax credit. So it's, it's, it's things like that. Pay family leave is another example of something we should fight for. The president using his pen to cancel student debt. Those are examples of an agenda. I'm old enough again to remember the president in 2020 said he would cut at least $10,000 worth. And you got people like Senator Chuck Schumer saying president cut 50,000. And then you have people like you and me and members of the Congress and other activist types saying, just go ahead and cancel the whole thing. So yes, fighting for more of the agenda, the things that the president and other Democrats ran on in 2020. Um. I'm gonna guess that you're not taking corporate PAC money, but let, let me just ask. Absolutely not. Hmm, interesting. Well, if you're not, it would appear that the grassroots would need to support you for you to have any chance of winning. Um, I, I believe there's a website called ninaturner.com slash hello that exists. It is, it is there. Yes, we need the grassroots support. And just as the members of the grassroots community, Jink, as you know, right in my home state and my district all across the country, uh, helped to support my candidacy uh, last time. I'm asking for them to do that this time. And the members of TYT did so extraordinarily. As you, as you look at, at the record here, it, it, it looks like Democrats are moving on. Um, they're saying we're not gonna be able to get rid of the filibuster. We're not gonna be able to pass voting rights. We're not gonna get build back better. We're not gonna get higher wages. We're not gonna get any of these things. We just need to move on. I honestly don't know what they're moving on to. It's a genuine like question. I they haven't said what they're moving on to. So um, my question to you is: If you're in Congress, are you ready to move on from all those things? If not, what would you do differently? No, because I'm not moving on. Even now, you know, you don't. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. once said, "We all can be great because we all can serve." There is no moving on, whether you get the opportunity to serve in Congress or not. What are we, as you just said, moving on to what? You know, if you are set for the rest of your natural life, then it's very easy for you to say, "Ah, I'm moving on." And we know a lot of the people in Congress uh, not only answer to their owner donors; they're one of them. But for people who come. From a working class background, working poor is my background, and is still very much in touch with that reality, that lived experience of opening the cabinets in your home and not having food there, or very little food there, going to sleep hungry at night, having a mother cry herself to sleep, not just during Christmas, but for the weight of being among the working poor, having a father who worked as hard as he could and still could not make ends meet. Those are experiences that I pride myself in, Jink, tapping into on a regular basis. And although God has blessed me over the journey of my life so far, I never want to get so far removed that I don't know what that feels like. So there is no moving on. People who punch a clock, Jink, cannot take off. Even if they get sick with COVID, notwithstanding that the CDC came up with some asinine new rule based on some letters from Delta and other corporatists who just want to herd people in to work if they're sick or not. But we don't have paid family or medical leave in the United States of America. We don't have universal health care. That is why members of the House of Labor 
We're on many strikes across the country from different sectors standing up for better wages and work conditions and benefits. If the Democrats do anything, if my party does anything, we need to take a page out of the book of the labor movement last year that showed that they could come together, whether they were Trumpites, the Bernie Kratz, the Clintonites, the Bidenites, whatever they were calling themselves. But you know what they did? They united based on what they had in common, and that was the man who had their foot on their on, on those people's necks and not giving them what they deserve. So no, I can't, we, we can't move past suffering, Jane. We just cannot, I will not do it. And I believe that there are other people in that Congress who feel the same way, but more importantly, I believe that the people would be accepting of somebody who's not gonna move on because they are still suffering. That's why I'm running. Right, uh, well, last time you ran, uh, the establishment basically said, look, uh, the correct answer it, to the voters of Cleveland is just pick someone who will unquestioningly support Joe Biden. And that way all the bills will pass. Well, now they have not passed. I mean, can I ask an obvious question? Was that strategy of unquestioningly agreeing with Democratic leadership, was that a failure? Yes, it was, and it's the reason why we're in the situation that we are in right now. Even the president, and Jink, you and I have had these conversations before, the president now must take the fight to the people. He must absorb his own agenda. And guess what? Progressives have been more supportive of the president's agenda than the corporatist Democrats have. Progressives have, have both inside the Congress and outside the Congress have been fighting harder for his agenda for the promises that were made in 2020 than these corporatist type, moderate type, go along to get along Democrats. No, this moment of immense suffering requires the type of passion and compassion to meet the needs of the people. And, and, and that's, that's, that's how I roll, that's, that's who I am. Hell raising humanitarian, and that's not gonna change. <laughs> well, look, last time they said you didn't need good trouble. That they, that they civility would, they said civility would win the day. But here's the day entirely unwon. Uh, so uh, it, it often seems that progressives are fighting for Biden's agenda even harder than Biden is. Um, so now there are of course forces fighting against Biden's agenda and those are corporate donors. They do not want people to have paid family leave. That'd be leave from their jobs, their corporate jobs. They don't want those workers to have time off. There are people who don't want $15 minimum wage, and those are the corporate owners. So those are facts, those are obvious, and they have lobbies. Oh, By the way, did any of those lobbyists or PACs spend money against you in the last race? A whole lot of money, Jink, a lot. And as much as the grassroots certainly came to, to not, not my rescue as an individual. I think I'm part of it. But I see myself as a conduit for the kind of change and the good that we want to see in this world. But it really is about the collective movement itself. Not only did they, they attack me mercilessly, and there was a true anybody but Nina campaign ran last year. There were 13 candidates in this race, and it was made crystal clear from the beginning that anybody but Nina would do, and the forces put their money where their mouths were on that regard. What was it, $6 million? Was it in that range that they spent against you? It was, I don't know if it was close. I think the, the six million, it was, I don't know if it was exactly $6 million. It probably was closer to four million. Oh, four. But million. it's okay. also the timing of when that money came in too and how it was deployed. 
uh, against uh, against my candidacy. You might be thinking about the six million because the grassroots did come uh, to 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 my side because of what I stand for and what I what I am fighting for. I think that's where you're getting the six million dollar number right. from. But when you couple that outsized money, the dark money that came in um, with other variables and factors, you get what happened uh, during that special election in August. Do you think the dark money came in against you because they wanted higher wages or lower wages? <laughs> lower wages, absolutely. <laughs> Do you think that the corporations that put money into their lobbyists and the dark money against you? Do you think they wanted everybody to have health care or they wanted everybody to have private insurance so they can make more money? Keep the commodification of health care flowing like milk and honey. Yeah, that's, that's what they wanted. That's interesting. I wonder if the press last time around noted the fact that they're spending millions and millions of dollars to make sure you don't win. I, I, I <laughs> have you gotten any sense that the dark money groups and the corporate PACs have the general welfare in mind, or is it possible that they might have their own bottom line in mind when they give millions of dollars to your opponents? It is definitely their bottom line, and many of these, you know. There was a lot of Republican money spent, and not just any Republican money. Trump Republican money spent uh, against me in 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 the special election. No, they don't care about the people of Greater Cleveland, and they will probably come in again and try to do the same thing. And that is why we, the collective we, must fight back with all that we have against those forces. Jink, I believe in campaign finance reform. Any other thing that we want in this community, in, the, in this country that we need to have change, definitely starts with campaign finance reform so that people cannot buy, wholesale buy elections in the United States of America. So, Nina, do you think there's something magical about you that dark money and corporate lobbyists and other type of lobbyists are, are, are worried? Oh my God, if she gets in the to Congress and she does that magic spell, uh, X will happen or Y will happen? or do you think that they're worried? Well, if there's just a fighter this strong for the voters, well, what what if they, what if it actually worked? What if fighting for the voters actually worked? We've got to make sure she doesn't even get in there, so that no one tries to fight for the voters. That's what do you exactly. think is the more likely of those two possibilities? Got to make sure she doesn't get in, so nobody fights for the voters because what. Uh, the corporatist machine fears the most is conscious minded people from all walks of life on the move. And they know the power of a, of a leader like myself and others, because it's not about me. Uh, the power that can be used to compel and to bring people together, to inspire people, to dream a different world, to fight for uh, something that is different and to know intrinsically that they deserve more. This really is what this is about. That's what the union workers were doing. They they were saying to their members, you deserve better. And guess what? We're going to get it. We're going to fight the man. We are going to get it. Forget how we feel politically right now, right now, right here. We are workers fighting for our rights and our livelihood. We coming to get what's ours. And, and so, that's part of what my candidacy represents. Having the just, people, encouraging the people to come and get what's theirs. We just broke some news. Nina Turner does not have any magic potions. Uh, all she has is the fight to, uh, for, to stand up for the working class, for the real voters of Cleveland. And apparently, corporate lobbyists find that so dangerous, 
So when they say, Nina, that you can't get anything done, and you just have to listen to leadership that says we're not gonna pass anything, and there's no hope, it looks like they might not really believe it. Because if they really believed there was no hope and they couldn't pass anything, why would they be concerned about you? Why would they be concerned about anybody who's willing to fight for the voters? They'd be completely unconcerned, wouldn't they? They'd say, "Oh yeah, Nina, come on in. Who cares? You're not going to be able to get anything done. And fighting is definitely not the right strategy. So we're happy you'll get less wages, less health care, etc." But it seems like they're a little worried that your strategy might work. Otherwise, they wouldn't have put millions and millions and millions against you. That's exactly right, Jink. We see examples of that. We see that when Congresswoman Cori Bush, a progressive leader and activist, long before she even went to that Congress. When she slept out on on the on the Capitol, now the Supreme Court changed it. You know they they went the wrong way, but in that moment, she compelled people to come back and to do something. We see that when a fight is put up within that Congress and also on the street level to get the president to expand the moratorium on 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 paying back the student loans, that worked too because they went from saying your repayments are going to start in February to saying oh. We're gonna stretch it out, the moratorium out until May. That didn't come by accident. That came because people within and without decided to stand up and fight. And we're gonna to continue to fight on those issues. So Jink, you're absolutely right. They know, see, they know what happens again when people put a little extra on the ordinary. They know it and they fear the moment where working class people from all identities, all walks of life come together to make a demand and fight for what they deserve. I, I think uh, the fact that uh, fighting works as a strategy, political strategy, not the event, uh, is one, you make a very compelling case on Cori Bush alone, uh, on the moratorium issue. There is no question that if she went quietly into that good night and was civil, like all of the media and the politicians told her to be, well, we wouldn't have extended the moratorium. There, no one could possibly disagree with that. That is just a matter of fact. Instead, she fought and she won. She created good trouble and she won. That's what they're afraid of. But my sense is that Nina, there's a second thing that's even more dangerous to them that they're afraid of, and that's hope. So right now, the lobbyists are in hog heaven. They've defeated all of the bills and including voting rights. The Republicans are gonna win again. And the Republicans are gonna give them the tax cuts and the deregulations, and they're not gonna give anything. The child tax credit paid for them, they're not gonna do anything for the families. So the lobbyists have the country and the government exactly where they want them. But it would be troublesome if you went in and created hope, Nina. Is that yeah. what you're planning to do, be troublesome like that? I, I am the one, absolutely, that is what I plan to do. So I'm letting them know up front, that's what I plan to do. You know, hope is a great human motivator. It is, and and hope is about action, and that's what you're laying out and asking me that question, Jink. Hope is about action, and when you get people to believe that the change can happen, that change can come, if we unite together and make it so, baby, that that's a force that has to be reckoned with that even the corporatist powers can't control. So that's why they try to snuff it out from the beginning. So attacks on me, yes, it happened to me, but it really is and was about the entire movement for justice, justice in work, justice in the economy, justice in healthcare, justice in the environment. 
justice. That's what we fighting for. Senator Turner, um, I, I have a harsher view of the corporate media than, than uh, even you do. Um, and so last time it, it made, they made it appear in my opinion uh, that since you are a more aggressive Democrat, that somehow you're disloyal and the implication was that, well, maybe uh, that would help the Republicans. So that's why I want to clarify things here. Well, you know, you're right here. You can speak for yourself. Um, is your intention to fight Republicans more or less? I'm gonna fight the hell out of Republicans, as I did in 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 the Ohio Senate. Yes, I am going to fight Republicans, but in my fight for against the Republicans, not fighting them just just to say I fought a Republican, but fighting against them. Standing against the needs of the people. And the last time I checked, there were poor people, working poor people, and barely middle class people in every state in the United States of America. And the Republicans need to be ashamed of themselves standing in the way of expanding and protecting voting rights. They should be ashamed of themselves because they control most of the legislatures across this country, of which I served in when they had super majorities in the great state of Ohio. And they were stepping on voting rights then, and they're stepping on voting rights now. So we know what we're dealing with when we deal with the Republicans. And stand up to my own party. Stand with them when they're doing the right thing and stand up to them to push them when they are not doing the right thing by and for the people of this nation who need one of these two major parties to actually care about their well-being. We got one party, to quote my grandmother, who has lost its ever-loving mind. And we got another party who has the power and is not bold enough to lay it on the line and to use it. So as a pale raising humanitarian and a Democrat, I am going to use that power on behalf of the people, period. And it doesn't matter to me who it offends. If, if standing up for a universal health care or Medicare for all is wrong, Jink, I don't want to be right. If believing that working people deserve to have paid family and medical leave is wrong, I don't want to be right. If saying to the President of the United States of America, Mr. President, get your pen out, baby, and sign that executive order and cancel student debt, if that's wrong, then I don't want to be right. If wanting everyday people of this nation to live a good life is wrong, then I don't want to be right. So um, we're told by mainstream media nonstop that moderate Democrats, conservative Democrats uh, are the better Democrats. Which is obviously a preposterous statement. Uh, the Republicans are supposed to be conservative. The Democrats are supposed to be progressive. So let me ask you a question they might find controversial. Who's the better Democrat, you or Joe Manchin? Hell, I'm the better Democrat. I'm putting, I told President Gas up the jet. And on your way, cancel student debt. Stand up to Joe Manchin that's walking all over your agenda. President has been more than a diplomat to him, Jane, but that didn't matter to him because he answers to another power. He doesn't care about the poor people in West Virginia who could benefit from what is still in Build Back Better, even though even the watered down version. So who's the better Democrat? It's the Democrat that is willing to stand up for the people. All right, here comes Nina Turner. It's go time. All right, so for progressives out there who are obviously excited about this campaign and it's time to go again, how can they help Nina? Oh my God, just donate, give your time, your talent and treasure just as you did the last time. 
the fight is still going to be a fierce one. They're not going to let up. Uh, they're not going to let up, and we shouldn't let up either. So please go to ninaturner.com and make a donation. You can also volunteer. You can support us on Twitter at Nina Turner, on the gram, Nina Turner, Ohio, and Facebook, Nina Turner. Look, uh, everybody knows that um, I I have a perspective, right? And but in this case, it's it's beyond progressives versus establishment. It's hope versus no hope. Uh, if if you don't win, we know what the outcome is. It appears that the entire Democratic Party has surrendered; that they are not even going to fight for the bare minimum of voting rights. So we got nothing left to lose, um, and. And if, if you win, maybe hope is rekindled. So um, Nina, it, yeah, go ahead. I just wanted to say, you know, for us to talk about hope and we're coming up on Black History Month and not that I had the weight to say that then, but Cle- very few people may know that Cleveland was called hope on the Underground Railroad. See, I think you told me that once before and I forgot. So yeah. you reminded me, there it is. Yes, there so, it is. In that case, it is quite literal. Nina Turner running for hope. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Nina, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, And obviously, we'll be looking forward to the race and we'll have you on again to talk about developments. Thank you. Thank you for having me.